He's Christian. He's Jimmer. And we're back for another episode of Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. Do we start at one again or do we go to 101? I think we go to 101. 101. We yeah. keep we keep it's counting. Yeah. All right. Episode 101. Welcome back. Today we discuss osteochondritis desiccans and review Pringles for the first time. Reuben limited edition flavor. It's naturally and artificially flavored. That's the best kind of flavorings. Right? Natural the best of both artificial. worlds. What's the Pringles do's name? Julius Pringle. Yeah. I knew you'd know that. We asked it as a trivia question once. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's more trivia on the Pringles can if we want to do that. Not really. Okay. We'll leave no. that alone. Osteochondritis desiccans. Also known as an OCD, because that makes it a little bit easier to write and uh, talk about. Not the same as OCD, though. It's a no. whole different problem. Yeah, I mean, OCD is highlighted by pain, inflammation, some swelling, range of motion loss, usually weakness. Uh, sometimes there's locking of, of usually the knee. Generally speaking, this occurs in uh, kids, active, high, highly active, sport-participating, kind of 10 to 20-year-olds is the, is the most common demographic. What's actually going on here is not super 100%, the mechanism's not super 100% understood, but what's happening is that there's poor blood flow uh, to the bone, which causes the cartilage in that area to start to die off or, or at the very least soften. And when that happens, you get that pain and swelling and potentially locking. And locking occurs when a chunk of the cartilage basically falls off and ends up in the joint space. So not a good situation. Not a good situation. The goal in all cases is to keep the cartilage intact as long as possible and hopefully allow it to heal on its own. Uh, more often than not, if you have a, a, an individual who still has open growth plates and it's early, you can uh, sort of stop playing sports and uh, start to be a little easier on yourself, and that can certainly heal on its own, and, and nobody has any long-term issues associated with that, which is really good. You will see on occasion, I mean, I've never seen it, but they, it's reported in the literature that adults present with, with an OCD. And a lot of times they, they're thinking that that's probably related to undiagnosed OCD from when they were, were adolescents or, or juveniles. Yeah, I've seen it in a couple of patients in the shoulder. In the shoulder. Interesting. Um, it basically then becomes like a loose body. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it calcifies most of the time, so that piece of cartilage that breaks off, calcifica calcification suffice. Uh-huh. Calcifies. <laughs> Easy for you to say. It calcifies, and then it starts becoming, you know, like you said, the locking problems, and they remove it. Mm -hmm. The prevalence is between uh, 9 and 22 per 100,000, so not very common, thankfully. Uh, if you have it or have had it, the chances of it happening on your other side are about 25%. So high enough that it's something that we, we would try to work on prevention or, or at least be more aware of the ongoing uh, potential for that to happen on the other side. About 80% of the time it happens on the medial femoral condyle, so the, the inside portion of the, of the knee. 15% of the time it's on the lateral portion. And 5% of the time, it's on the patella or the underside of the patella. So uh, the easiest way to visualize these is an x-ray. An x-ray will, will tell you a lot, particularly about the bone situation. 
if you think it's pretty early and you're not 100% sure, you can always go MRI route and, and CT route. And so those will tell you a little bit more related to the cartilage health and potentially to any sort of non-bony change that may be occurring in there. The, uh, the best chance of healing is if the growth plate is still open. I think I mentioned that already, but that's definitely something to, to take into account. If this is something that starts to present, you basically need to uh, stop with the sports and uh, kind of focus on letting this heal up because if you don't, long term, it, it certainly leads to uh, higher rates of osteoarthritic changes and that can lead to other problems you know, further down the road. And the mechanism is probably related to small repetitive traumas. So repeated running, jumping, cutting, something in that department going on, and potentially some genetic component. So if your parents have had it, then you might be at higher risk. But again, the, the data is a little not 100% yet. Wow. I know. Well said, wasn't it? Yeah. I really cleared that up for everybody. I think that, um, yeah. I think that cues anyone in. Yep. Uh, people come to, to physical therapy at any point in time along the presentation, so they can come uh, right immediately following diagnosis to try to work on movement patterning and finding any kind of general consistent movement issue that may result in that additional trauma. Uh, we'll see people later on that, that have had surgery, so have had the potentially the loose body removed or, or done something to, to try to prevent further cartilage and or bone issues there. And in all these cases, we work on the same sort of things, eliminating inflammation, working on uh, muscle activation, range of motion, strength, and then in a lot of cases, definitely uh, working on movement patterning, and particularly movement patterning as it relates to the sport that has led to the problem is really common. And there you have it. I think the hardest part of this is the diagnostic part. And we get a lot of kids in here with, you know, reoccurring patellar tendonitis or reoccurring knee pain. If you have ruled out all the other more common issues, then this is definitely something to consider. And uh, in um, conjunction with a orthopedic doctor, maybe ask for a specific x-ray or, or some imaging that might clear things up. If nothing else, it'll rule it out. And your therapy definitely changes. I mean, if somebody comes in with pre-surgical OCD, you definitely want to take it a little bit easier on them so there's no pushing through at that point in time. Yeah. Testing-wise, occasionally you can see positional pain. So if the knee is, say, straight, there's no pain, but at 30 degrees there is pain. And so sometimes you can test that in the clinic. You know, you, you'll take the knee through ranges of motion, you know, 0, 30, 60, 90, 120, see if there's pain provoked. Uh, in those positions, that can sometimes be more uh, sensitive for an OCD, but it, 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 gets very, it can be challenging. It can certainly look like a lot of other things. Teletendinitis, general knee pain, bruising, I mean, potentially a, another sort of fracture in there if there's any sort of trauma that's a precursor. But thankfully not super common, and uh, as long as it's caught relatively early, long-term, not a big issue. Uh, exactly. Trivia time. Last Mickey week's Mouse, trivia, right? Mickey yeah, Mouse, Mickey, yeah. Mickey the Mouse. What were Mickey Mouse's first words? 
I, I read one of the, uh, I, I had no clue, but I read one of the answers, and that sounded, I think it was Schumann, that sounded semi-logical. Yeah. Uh, we had a, we had one guess of boy, oh boy. Yeah. Which is, which is, what makes a lot of sense. Unfortunately, his first words were hot dog. Hot dog? Hot dog. Huh. So, we'll, Who knew? We'll, we'll post the photo of him with Mickey with a little hot dog cart talking about selling hot dogs. But it makes sense why the song at the end of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. I've never I heard the song. I no, guess it does. Yeah. Never I've, never, um, I've been fortunate enough never to have watched the Mickey Mouse Club considering yeah. the um, rash of untalented people that became famous from that. That's Lots. a personal opinion. Not a fact. <laughs> personal. So uh, no correct guesses. Definitely enjoyed the guess from Mark though. That was that was solid. Uh, for oh boy oh boy. That was Mark. That wasn't yeah. one of the Schumans. They've got the same kind of name almost. The same. There's fuzz in their names. Oh, yeah. that's why. Okay, fuzzy yeah. banks. That's what it is. Yeah, and one's fuzz, okay. fuzz ball. My bad. No, it's understandable. The Schumans would come up with something like that. Though. I'd give they them would. Credit. Yeah, yeah, they must be busy. This week's trivia question. We're going golf because my kids started golf. Yeah. And that was marginally successful with, with well, really successful with one and, and really unsuccessful with the other. So I think 50%, anytime you so participate in something with kids and you're 50% successful, you pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Like, that was a great outing. That went well. So the question is, how many golfers have won at least 10 majors in their career? Everybody knows that. Well, let's hope it's an easy one. We'll get, get a lot of answers this week. Yeah. Yeah. Get well, on your uh, phone. Start... Um, yeah. Start typing. typing. For bonus points, uh, name the golfers. All three. Yeah. Or five. Or ten. Or however many it was. Eighteen. Well, Who well, knows? L- luckily, you can take that out. Yeah, we'll leave it in. <laughs> chip time! Not really. Not a real chip. So you can't call these potato chips. They're called potato crisps. So Pringles, by default, is... Made from a dough and not uh, anything else, so they cannot call them potato chips. There's been many legal actions taken to uh, prevent them from using the word chip. Which is why it has taken us 100 episodes yeah. to, uh, to attempt to, to, get, to get to Pringles. Yeah, they're definitely not my favorite. Anytime a chip, that's the whole part about a chip, like the... Like the foldies. Oh, foldies, great. The ones that have like some, some skin on them. Double foldies. Uh, yeah. The so ones with like these are hair in the middle. Yeah. These are semi predictable, huh? Very predictable. I mean, standard Pringle look, right? There's a little dusting on these potentially. Chip to air ratio doesn't really even matter. It's like 80%. It, it, it's like, I mean, it doesn't count though, right? No, because they're all nicely stacked yeah, up. Yeah, they're all stacked. So it's a... It has six servings per container, about 15 crisps per serving. The British are going to go. Absolutely. Bonkers. Bonkers if we call these crisps. Bonkers. So let's call them um, potatoey wafers. Thin potato breads. Potatoey wafers. By the way, thank you to um, Ian Wells yeah, for you, bringing Ian. these in. Hugely. Don't think we don't appreciate it. We um, do. Reuben sandwich flavor. Yeah. So, I mean, we yeah. were overdue. So, yeah. you want to have a go first? I'm uh, going to watch you eat this and then um, see how bad it is. Yeah. Well, I guess we can't judge it as a chip since it isn't. Yeah, I know. But it's pretty lousy as a... The flavor is... It smells like... It smells like mustard and... Um, which is kind of like last week's chip. And... Um, I'm almost getting... 
like a sour cream and onion thing yeah, going on. Yeah, I was going to say that. With like a like a hint of maybe vinegar and dill sort of. See, I was going to go more with like sour cream and onion with a hint of vomit. Oh, vomit. Okay, yeah. Well, we know your sour cream flavor is generally vomitous. Yeah. Um, I just tried my... I just spit all over the place too. Uh-oh. I just tried my second one. I'm not having any other ones. That's fine. It's, um... No. This is, uh... Why, why do why do people eat these? I mean, standard Pringle chip consistency, right? Crunchy, but then quickly gets mealy a little bit. I mean, as a delivery system for flavor, maybe some it's part. Um, yeah, maybe the Thousand Island is what kind of is the the semi vomitous. Is there a Thousand Island flavor. flavor going on in there? I think so, because it's on the. Well, that's on the Reuben, isn't it? Yeah, maybe that's what. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Am I well, getting like any beefy flavor, like this meat is um. Why do people? Is it because they're easy to access, or yeah. you know, you could stack them all and just have Plus like you can a like chuck them around. Fifteen, you know, if you throw Pringles around, it they don't really break. Yeah. Uh. Well, two thumbs down for me. I'm gonna save the three thumbs. That's just sour cream and onion thing. This definitely is uh, with the added vomit flavor is more flavorful than just sour cream and onion. I'm going to go two thumbs down. This is not good. I, I'm also feeling two thumbs down. I mean, uh, the chip, not solid. The, the flavor, I don't feel, I'm not feeling Reuben. I'm not no, getting it's, Reuben. it's some mustardy, sour cream and oniony yeah. with a hint of vomit. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to give you two thumbs as well. Ian, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. We'll try more Pringles if people bring them in. We will. We, we, I, we're not going to, I'm not going to buy any. But I guess if people bring it, no, absolutely right. Yeah. Unless Pringles bring gives in, us a sponsorship, then we love Pringles. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm going to change my opinion on Pringles if they sponsor I guess money will buy anything. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, can wear, be, I can be bought. Are you kidding me? I'll wear a Pringles outfit hmm. if they give me enough money. Could you, would you grow a mustache and, yeah. and wear a bow tie? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll awesome. be like Julius. Nice 1940s hair like cut. Whatever it would take. Um, so if there's anybody out there from uh, who owns Pringles, Kellogg's. Is it Kellogg's? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Give us give us a try. I, I never but knew no, that. No, you're absolutely right. If people are kind enough to bring us a can of Pringles, absolutely we'll try. And we did that with the uh, pretzels too. We'll try anything. And um, and the um, pretty much. Mr. C bringing us the uh, pita chips. The pita chips. So yeah, yeah. we'll try anything. Yeah. Next week, we're going to go over the GOMS procedure, which oh, is that's a, a good one. A hip surgery. And then we're going to review uh, Stacy's Pita Thins, Garlic and Herbs. We should, um, that would be a great trivia question. What does GOMS procedure stand for? Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's hard. Well, we can ask like in two weeks after people have listen heard, to it. Have yeah. Heard it and then go See if they them. pay attention. Yeah. Uh, if you like today's episode please tell your friends follow review subscribe if you want more information on this topic which is osteochondritis desiccans follow us on instagram and twitter throughout the week if you want more information on rebound therapy head to the website reboundclinic.com he's jimmer i'm christian thank you for listening